Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ashley and I are sitting down to discuss the topic of training through soreness. This topic was sent to us by one of our Ballistic Performance family members. So Jamie, thank you for sending in this question. And we're going to break this topic down and lay it all out for you. We're going to provide definitions. We're going to give you options on what to do if you're sore, what to do if you're injured, and how you can recover from those scenarios and how to return to training properly. And so we really hope you guys get something out of this that you can take with you and implement into your own training regimen and into your own lives to help you continue moving towards your goals. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 43, and I am here with Ash once again. Ash, you're on a roll. You've been on like six episodes in a row. I know. It's crazy. How do you feel? Um, not like sweating beforehand. You're back <laughs> to like... full co-host status, basically. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> All right, guys, but uh, welcome back to the show. This week, we're getting into a topic that was actually provided to us through one of our members, Jamie. So shout out to Jamie. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for the idea. So we're going to go through this topic today. Before we dive into it and reveal it to you, though, we want to talk about a couple things. We'll give you guys some life updates, some business updates. And so right off the bat, number one, life update. Ash, what did we start (laughs) doing in the last two weeks? So we signed up for Rover. um, And What's Rover, if someone listening doesn't know? Like a pet watching app or like pet... Dogs only though for us. Yeah, like dog walking, dog sitting. So when I signed up for it, I was like, no one is going to take us up on this. Like I would never leave Coda with someone that didn't have reviews and returning customers. Well, little did I know that most people say that they will not take puppies. What do you think I did? I said we'd take puppies. So within like 24 hours, we had a lot of inquiries and we are currently watching a three-month-old uh, charcoal. charcoal lab. Uh, his name is Kona with an N. So if K-O-N-A. you're new to listening, our dog's name is Coda. K O D A. So we now call Coda our dog Bubba and Kona Kona, but they're definitely confused. Uh, why don't you say a little bit about our experience so far? On the app in general or just with Kona? <laughs> Let's just go Kona. We okay, could do just a whole Kona. episode on the app. Uh, lessons learned through watching Kona for two weeks. Number one, puppies are a pain in the ass. I forgot how terrible Kona was as a puppy. Yeah, it's hard. Number two, I don't want a second dog. I know. Biggest eye-opening experience ever. Yeah. Like th- These dogs aren't even big and I don't even want a second one. Yeah, like Kona is really cute, but... Our house, our apartment, it smells like pee. And like we take them out a lot, like a lot. Not even that, but like the hair, the mess. Yeah. Like our walls are now like there's marks all over them. Oh, yeah. And it's so great. Like it gives Kona someone to play with. And I don't think we're going to stop watching Kona. But they (laughs) play 24-7. And when we say play, like, like Derek said, our walls are marked up. Like they are full on wrestling for hours on end but 
So yeah, that's the lessons learned from Rover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What else? Tell everyone your new or our new adventure. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is going to seem way out of left field and really random. It is. Uh, <laughs> but there's a blog post coming out about this topic, so I'm not going to dive too far into it and why we decided to go this direction and and why this decision was made because you can read about it in the blog. The blog will be released on Monday, right? Yes. So the blog will come out actually the day before this recording. So if you're listening now, you can go back, check out the blog, and then revisit this episode. But I actually accepted a position in sales for a home remodeling company. I know, super random. (laughs) Uh, But again, in the blog, we explain all the reasons why, but essentially it boils down to it was the right decision for us as a couple, for us moving the business forward with Ballistic, for us in terms of establishing some financial stability and viability as we scale the business and as we move into you know, this next chapter of life, because next year we're getting married. We want to have a family right away. <laughs> and so it really all came down to a lot of conversations between you and I and just being willing to pull the trigger and try something new and follow what we believe is God's will for our life. And so we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so pumped. that starts at the end of September. So that is a big and exciting chapter for us. And worst case scenario is I absolutely hate it. And I go back to <laughs> back to what I'm doing now. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good for us. And yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. And I think it's, you mentioned it, you definitely mentioned it in the blog, but it does not mean we're going to be showing up less. Oh, no, absolutely not. This is going to, like I said, this is so that we can scale the business more. Yeah. It's a very flexible schedule. It allows me to invest more time. In the long run, it's going to allow you to invest more time. So the content's not going to change. The frequency's not going to change. All that stuff is staying the same. Mm -hmm. Just a new life event for me. Yeah, absolutely. And then what's our last update? I mean, it's fall. Yeah. It's not officially fall. I think that's September 22nd or something like that. But it is the second week of September. Like It is fall time. Yeah, it's getting chilly. We had our first pumpkin beers, first pumpkin coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some pumpkin ice cream soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just going to get all that pumpkin in now and just keep riding it through all the way through October into November. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. From a business standpoint, though, mm-hmm. we got some updates here as well. Do you want to start off with some of these, uh, I guess you could call them announcements, but some yeah. things we've got in the pipeline for Ballistic? So I feel like we've been saying this for a little while now, but we are on the final steps of offering like apparel and merchandise. Yes. And this is not a false claim like we had (laughs) previously. We're now going directly through my cousin's company, which is a fulfillment uh, and shipping center. So these are going to be reliable. They're going to be dependable Mm -hmm. purchases. You're going to purchase them and and they're going to arrive at your door. There's not going to be anything out of stock. We're not going to run into, hopefully not run into problems like that. These aren't just designs that we created. We've already integrated with his company. We've already integrated the store onto our website. It's just not officially live yet. So these things are in place. It's just a matter of hitting the button to start the actual sales. Yeah. So keep an eye out. It should be really, really soon. Hopefully in the next week for sure. Yeah. Uh, Second update. We are scheduling a photo shoot soon. So what that means is get excited to see new photos on our Instagram, Facebook ads, uh, website. Yeah. The whole deal. We're going to, revamp the website with some new photos Mm -hmm. don't worry guys 
Coda will be included. <laughs> just, you know, making things more specific to our brand, more specific to us, showcasing yeah. what we offer, those those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. that's exciting as well. Uh, the the other thing we have coming down the pipeline for you guys is something we're going to call. I haven't even told you about this yet. I was yet. just going to say. We're going to call it the Armory. I thought that was a unique oh. name considering our name is Ballistic. Those names kind of go hand in hand. I love that. But we're going to call it the Armory and it is going to be a video library explaining all the different components that you need to learn and understand regarding our programs and to do like our programs on your own yeah to do them on your own but more or less to understand why i'm asking you to do certain things yeah so we're going to talk about things like the components of fitness like tempo deload weeks uh flexibility and mobility methods and really anything on that entire spectrum to give you guys that really valuable, more educational content that you're free to consume on your own mm-hmm. and you don't have to sit here and listen to us preach it to you. And the with those programs and those videos, shouldn't say programs, with the videos, those are exclusive to Ballistic Performance members. So these aren't going to be on our YouTube page. The build and the move. They're going to be specific to build and move fitness programs only. And mm-hmm. of course, if you're doing individual design with us, yeah. but build, move, perform which is our individual design those have exclusive access to the videos everyone else shit out of luck (laughs) that's not true you can still ask uh, ask us questions of course you can ask the questions i'm just saying those videos yeah those are yeah i'm pumped these are gonna be freshly polished nice pieces of uh content so (laughs) setting what you just set aside like i'm gonna give you a compliment get ready Oh boy. <laughs> you are s- so talented at explaining and for like educational information for someone random to understand it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where'd that come from? Why are you giving me that compliment? As you would say, what the, do you want? The, <laughs> the, I'm just thinking like w- what people might be wondering, like why we started these exercise videos. Um, and so... I think it's important to say like that's why is because one of your uh, strengths is educating people on why you have them do certain things. That's funny that you just said that because that's part of the answer I gave to that new company that I'm working for. Mm -hmm. They asked me why they should hire me over any other applicant. Yeah. And that was one of my reasons that I'm able to disseminate information in ways that makes people understand it and want to buy in. Yeah, so <laughs> you just said that way smarter than the compliment I gave you, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll ignore it. That's just yeah, that's our dynamic, right? Okay. What? Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> what is the last update? This one I'm pumped for. Oh yeah, so this is this is the first time we're really announcing it, but and we'll make sure that we post this in some other places as well. Yeah. But there's gonna be new programs being rolled out. New, yeah. New one-time purchase programs. So. Mm-hmm you know, eight to 16 week programs that have been laid out for you to move through. And really it's specifically for the people who are questioning whether or not they're ready for ballistic performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ready for move or or build. And so uh, we're really excited. It's just another way to reach a bigger audience, reach more people who are 
maybe hesitant about buying in just because they haven't seen enough or that free week wasn't enough and maybe they just need to build some more confidence. So yeah. uh, these programs are super cool. I'm not going to reveal the name yet because I want to keep that close to the chest, yeah. but I love the name and uh, we've got some other ones in the works as well for you. So be on the lookout for those new programs yes. that will be dropping soon. This is before 2021. Oh yeah. Just to give you an idea. Way before. Yeah. But okay, let's get into today's episode. Like we said, Jamie recommended this, so thank you. What are we talking about? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about training through soreness. And really, we're going to break it down so that you understand the difference between soreness and injury, the difference between active recovery and training, the difference between overtraining and overreaching. So we're really going to lay everything out and define it so that you can better understand and recognize whether or not you should be training at that moment or training that next day, depending on how your body mm -hmm. feels. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's just hop into it. Yeah. Let's start kind of with what is the difference between soreness versus injury? That's a good question, Ash. Thanks. Uh, so soreness is to put it like, let's put it simply soreness is the stiffness and discomfort that you feel in that 24 to 48, maybe even up to 72 hours post-exercise. Mm -hmm. And what we call that is we call that DOMS, right? Delayed onset muscle soreness. And so that's really what we're talking about. Delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. And it typically occurs following some type of high intensity. And by high intensity, I don't necessarily mean fast, but some kind of stimulus or exercise to which your body's not accustomed. So maybe it's heavier loads, maybe it's greater volumes. It might be faster, but it can be any one of those factors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people ask us or have asked either one of us privately in the past, you know, what, why am I sore? What causes DOMS? And if someone gives you a straightforward answer, <laughs> they're full of shit because the research hasn't concluded exactly what the process is. Mm -hmm. They have an idea, right? We've, we have an idea of what causes it, but it changes. It's very fluid. I mean, rewind the clock even just five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, and people would have told you that DOMS was due to lactic acid buildup in the muscle yeah. and that you needed to do things like myofascial release to push it out. And yeah. now what we're finding is that it's much more related to micro traumas or tears and microscopic tears in the muscle fiber and inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what we're going with, at least for this episode, is those micro traumas and tears and that inflammation. And those are natural. Those are supposed to happen mm -hmm. when you're training. But Why? it doesn't because the mechanical tension. Mm -hmm. So mechanical tension on the muscle or stress causes the microfibers in your muscle to rupture slightly. I don't want to say rupture. That's not correct. To become damaged. Yeah. Microscopic damage. Well, then that gets rebuilt and that is how you... Build muscle. Build muscle. Correct. Yeah. So that's putting it as simply as possible, right? Yeah. But that's what happens. And so it's completely normal. But it's important to understand that DOMS isn't, DOMS isn't necessary to deem a workout effective mm -hmm. and DOMS isn't necessary to make progress. You don't have to leave the gym feeling beat to shit and then wake up the next day not being able to move for you to deem it a quote unquote good workout. Yeah. You might go months without any kind of significant DOMS. That doesn't mean you're not making progress. It doesn't mean you're not maintaining what you've already developed. It definitely doesn't mean you're losing progress. Mm -hmm. 
right? And it also isn't a good thing if you have so much soreness, so much DOMS that you can't move. Yeah. Right? Now you've gone too far in the wrong direction. So it's not, it's not a factor that validates training programs. Absolutely. I think it's really important. Like people rewind and listen to that again. <laughs> they probably should because I can't even remember what I just said. So <laughs> Basically, you don't have to be sore to have an effective warm up. Workout. Workout. Warm up. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I think you guys get the picture. Yeah. But so that's that's what we're talking about there. Soreness and like I said, delayed onset muscle soreness or what we call DOMS. So that's all in that first category. Now, the second category, injury, in musculoskeletal injury specifically, are most often associated with that sharp shooting or even deep pain. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at things like muscle weak, things that are associated with it like muscle weakness, joint instability, uh, swelling or bruising, chronic pain, impaired function of the either the muscle group, the joint, the, the, the tendon, whatever. Mm -hmm. And even tingling or numbness. So all of those things kind of get wrapped up into that that ball of injury yeah. versus what we just talked about previously, which was soreness, right? That was all temporary. It was all uh, normal, right? Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote, normal. So now we're looking at something that's completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's chronic. It's actual pain. Yeah, it's like debilitating. Yeah, and it's debilitating in some way sometimes. So that's what we're looking at when we talk about injury. Mm -hmm. So that's the differentiation between those two. We'll talk later on here about, okay, well, if I'm injured or sore, how do I know, should I train, should I not train? We'll get to that later, mm -hmm. but it just needs to be in your mind how to differentiate between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think you already said this, but like it might be common sense. If you're in pain, should you train? If you're in pain, like actual injury, what we just described, you probably don't need to be training. Okay. But and then we're going to address this more later. Okay. Perfect. Um, now let's talk about overreaching versus overtraining. Yeah. So I really love this discussion because I remember back in undergrad, I was watching a lot. And this was at the end of undergrad, right when I found CrossFit. I was watching a lot of CrossFit content. And listening a lot to Rich Froning at the time. And if you don't know who Rich Froning is, world's fittest man, four years in a row, total beast. But I was listening to all of that. And I'll never forget this. He said in an interview once that he didn't, and he has an exercise science degree. So it's not as if he's uneducated. I didn't know that. Yeah. But he said in an interview once, he doesn't believe in overtraining. He thinks overtraining is 100% mental. Mm. And... I believe that's just because of his competitive nature. Yeah. Right? The science tells us that, yes, it can happen. However, we're going to touch on kind of what he said there and how it does make sense in a way. Mm -hmm. So anyway, overreaching and overtraining. Overreaching is a temporary state. And sometimes it's even planned within the training program. Now, uh, it's often defined as a short-term training period without adequate recovery and thus exceeds your current capacity. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it occurs. And now, usually, if we're just overreaching, individuals can recover anywhere from like a 48 to 96-hour period. They just need to rest. They need to take it easy. They need to pull back on the intensity and the volume. Uh, but there still will be side effects of this. You still will experience temporary reductions in performance. Um, you still may 
experience like just depressed functionality we'll say to to group it all into one one category and so it's not as if nothing's happening and it's a complete positive but sometimes overreaching in some of the research has been shown to followed by adequate recovery push you to another level of performance so sometimes it's been shown that if i overreach recover adequately i'll then adapt and become better yeah does that make sense yeah i definitely don't think it's necessary though it's not necessary yeah but sometimes in competitive elite individual programs this happens yes all right now with overtraining overtraining is a chronic condition Mm -hmm. this is basically prolonged untreated overreaching so Mm -hmm. everything we just described right doing too much too heavy too often etc I'm doing that, but I'm repeating it. I'm never getting a full recovery. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of things start to unravel. And the training is not the only reason that it might be occurring. There's some other factors that are associated with it that can cause this to either happen faster or to be more severe. So things like insufficient sleep, poor nutrition, excessive stress, poor stress management, just life events. Maybe you relocate, maybe you have a new training environment. All of those things can play into this overtraining syndrome. Mm -hmm. And some of the signs and symptoms that you really need to watch out for with this are things like increased blood pressure, uh, tachycardia, which is elevated heart rate, right? Bradycardia, which is uh, reduced heart rate, anxiety, decreased motivation to train, decreased performance, loss of appetite, excessive perspiration, decreasing resting heart rate, chronic fatigue, drowsiness, depressed immune system, absence of menstruation. So all of these things can happen when we start engaging in this prolonged overreaching style of programming or training, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And so if you heard me go through those and you caught all of them, some of those are pretty severe. Yeah. Some of them are pretty serious. So that's why... If overtraining is occurring, it needs to be addressed properly. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I know that was a lot, but (laughs) here's where I'm getting back to what I said in the beginning with Rich Froning. I told you that Rich said he didn't believe in overtraining, that it was a mindset thing. And the thing is that most people aren't even capable of pushing themselves into that position. Yeah. Most folks, including even, I mean, we could do it if we wanted to, but even ourselves, most people are not capable of training at the frequencies, intensities, volumes, and loads necessary to actually induce true overtraining Yeah, and start to experience that laundry list of symptoms that I just mentioned. Yeah, Most people simply overreach for a very short period of time and then by just feeling how terrible they feel and how fatigued they feel and burned out, they'll self-correct by just taking some rest. Yeah. And so that's really the truth of it is as bad as overtraining is, it's unlikely that you're ever going to get there unless you are an elite athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So now let's talk about active recovery versus training. Oh, okay. I love this one. You know why? Because CrossFitters have no idea <laughs> what the hell they're talking about when they talk about adequate recovery. <laughs> okay. So this these all kind of go along with this whole subject, right? Like we said, we are laying this out for you. So we just talked about, you know, the soreness versus injury, the overreaching versus overtraining. And now we're into 
the next phase of it, which is like you had mentioned, active recovery and training. Training is planned, structured, and purposeful. Training is performed at intensity. Training is intended to elicit a response. It stresses our nervous system, muscular system, endocrine system, which is like your hormones. And so training is a real work. It's mm-hmm. hard. Now, active recovery, on the other hand, it's just that. It's just recovery. Yeah. Right? It's low steady state activity. Uh, it's full body. Often it's cyclical in nature. So things like walking, hiking, swimming, biking. It could even be lower impact, lower intensity exercise like yoga, stretching, or maybe it's just playing sports. And so let me paint you a picture here. Often what we hear folks Mm -hmm. say is, oh, yeah, yeah, on Sundays and on Thursdays I do active recovery. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? really? What what does that active recovery look like? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. So on Thursday... Like this past Thursday, I just did three rounds. It wasn't a big deal. 2K row, 50 burpees, 50 ab mat sit-ups. <laughs> uh, listen here, Rick. That's <laughs> not active recovery. That is training. You train on Thursday. Yeah. And then you ask him again, and the same thing happens on that Sunday. Active recovery is not something that looks like what I just described. Three rounds of a 2K row, 50 burpees, 50 sit-ups. Yeah. Active recovery is meant to be manageable. It's meant to be almost enjoyable, right? Yeah. Activities that, yes, I'm being active, I'm expending energy, but uh, it's not impacting my body in the same way that training would. Absolutely. You're looking at me like you want to say something. No. Okay. Yeah. I think people just have to understand that. And I know I'm guilty. Not anymore. That's what I was waiting for. But I used to... Like, I'd be like, ah, active recovery. I'm going to go... 5K run. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) No, like never running, but like swimming. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go swim 3,000 yards. Yeah, when like my heart rate's getting to 150, Right, and it's not an easy swim. It's not like old man swim swag. Maybe I'll do some sprints here and there, but like I'm active. I'm on an active recovery day, so I'm good. Yeah, when we say swimming recovery, we're talking like old man swim swag at the YMCA who's just like... (laughs) You're you're confused how he's even floating, <laughs> but he is he's going. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's hard. It's when you have training as one of your ways to like cope with stress and kind of like your outlet. Having those days like and making them a true active recovery, it can be hard at first. Yeah, for but sure. you have to do it. <laughs> yes, you have to. Your body needs some yeah. rest. Okay. Well, now I think we've laid out enough information that we can present the actual answer to yeah. the question. So like, should you train or should you not? Yeah. So that's the question, right? Should I train or should I take a rest day? And so if you're in pain, like we mentioned, because that's injury. If I'm in pain, I need to rest. Mm-hmm. If I'm physically, mentally, or emotionally drained, I probably need to rest. If I'm experiencing any of the overtraining syndromes, or syndromes, any of the overtraining symptoms that I described earlier, Mm -hmm. I need to rest. But if I am just mildly sore, but I still feel mentally motivated, mentally stimulated, and ready to work, I can probably train. 
if my coach has purposely implemented a phase of training designed to elicit that slight overreaching that we talked about, then I probably should stick to it because it's part of the plan. Mm -hmm. If I'm moderately or even severely sore, I should probably engage in some active recovery rather than actually training. So I'm still doing something, right? But I'm not actually training. And so, you know, the point of that being it can help alleviate some discomfort and accelerate my recovery if I'm if I'm being active. And yeah. so that's really it. It breaks it down really simply into those two really categories. Yeah. And I this might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but I think it was your second point on whether or not you should rest and how you said like if you're physically mentally and emotionally drained you need to rest do you find that some people like don't act like have difficulty figuring out like if they're truly physically mentally or emotionally drained or they're just like being lazy does that make sense yeah that makes sense like do you're asking do people have the self-awareness yeah because i feel like people don't yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think it's definitely true. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. However, I think if you've been training, yes. you've been exercising, you probably have some idea of, okay, today it's not in the cards. You know, I wait, I woke up, I'm exhausted. Uh, yeah. I have no motivation to train. I just snorted two lines of pre-workout and I still have no motivation to train. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, if you don't ever do need to do that, but, you need some help. <laughs> you know, and maybe my maybe I feel achy. My body's aching. My muscles are like beyond just mildly sore. Yeah. Uh, you know, and any of the factors that I listed earlier, I'm irritable. You know, my I feel like my heart's racing. Any of that stuff. Okay. So if you're unable to identify some of those things, then that's something you can work on and start paying attention more to how your body feels during training versus rest, how you feel throughout the day and start really dialing that in. So you have a better idea when, you know, push comes to shove of, okay, should I train or not? Mm-hmm. Does that okay. answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. And like I had mentioned, there's a very, it's a very, very slim chance that you're overtraining. So if you're sitting at home listening, and you think, Oh, last week, I think I was overtrained. Yeah. I, I was so dead on yeah. Wednesday. I didn't want to train. I didn't want to work. Okay. Slow down, pump the brakes. You probably didn't do enough to overtrain. Yeah. You're probably just tired, stressed, or burned out on something else in your life. Mm-hmm. And it probably made training harder. Yeah. You don't need to take additional rest. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's just about being aware of your body and being aware of kind of the symptoms yeah and if you're not sure like talk to somebody talk to your if you have a good coach talk to your coach they'll be able to help you Mm -hmm. if you think you're injured go see a medical professional yeah don't ask your coach for 27 different mobility exercises to fix your shoulder when in reality there may be something actually wrong that needs addressed by a medical professional not a voodoo band and a lacrosse ball Yeah. And be honest with your coach too. I remember when I was training two times a day, like I would end up feeling like I was overreaching and I just had a conversation with you and you're like, all right, we're going to incorporate an active recovery week next week. And yeah, it wasn't planned when you first programmed, but 
I was trying to learn to listen to my body. Yeah, that's a perfect way to sum it up. Listen to your body, pay attention to those signs, symptoms, and go with it. Yeah. Sweet. I love it. Well, hopefully that answered Jamie's question. Jamie, if you're listening and that did not answer your question, you can us <laughs> send us a message and tell us how terrible we did. And maybe we'll try this and we'll do take two yes. on injury versus soreness and, and whether or not to train. Uh, but as always, guys, we thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you have any ideas or topics that you would like to, us to cover, please do not hesitate to reach out and send those to us. We yeah, will check them message. out. Yeah, send us a DM, shoot us a text message, uh, mm-hmm. send us an email. I don't care how you get a hold of us, <laughs> but put it out there. Let us mull it over, and then we'll present it here just like we did today. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we just want to take a moment to say thank you. We could not do this without you. So if you like what you hear, please head over to iTunes or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through this platform. If you don't follow us already, check us out on all the other social media platforms, especially TikTok and Instagram. We are putting out a ton of content on both of those platforms each and every day to help you move closer towards your health and fitness goals. So if there's anything you ever want us to make a post about, record a podcast about, write a blog about, make sure you send that stuff in. Shoot us a DM, send us a text message, shoot us an email. It doesn't matter how you get a hold of us. We want to hear from you. Until next time, have a great week.